You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. A record number of jobs are open in the U.S. right now, and it seems like everywhere you look, there's a help wanted sign. The number of industries struggling to find workers right now is expanding, frustrating everyone from retail consumers to travelers who had hoped for more of a normal summer. Just tell me, I mean, what has it been like trying to hire people during this time? And are there any incentives, anything you're trying to do to convince people to come work for you? Oh, it's just been near impossible. They're looking to hire electricians and plumbers, construction workers and nurses and home health aides. But for the 8.4 million workers out there who are unemployed and applying to these jobs, it doesn't feel like there's a surplus. It's actually been really difficult to get hired. So what gives? Emily Stewart and I recently took a look at this for Recode, and she's joining me to explain. Hey, Emily. Hi, Ronnie. So we have more jobs open than people looking for jobs, yet those people are having a really hard time getting hired. What's going on? How is that possible? So we're seeing a great mismatch between the jobs that are available and jobs that are wanted right now. But there's not really a single party to blame here. You know, some businesses have hiring practices that are just too convoluted and too reliant on machines and just mm-hmm. they're not really getting to the people that they need. And some of the blame also goes to job seekers who maybe aren't realistic or strategic enough in their search. Okay, so let's start with the workers. Where's the disconnect between the jobs they're looking for and the jobs that are actually available? You know, you walk around outside right now, pretty much anywhere in the country, and you see plenty of places that have help wanted signs up. The problem is that those jobs aren't necessarily jobs that people want. Um, you know, they have bad pay or they have unpredictable schedules or they just don't feel worth it to people who are maybe reevaluating their priorities after a year and a half of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Some people have been hesitant to go back to work in person. They're nervous about COVID or they have caregiving responsibilities or something else that's holding them back. In some cases, candidates don't have the right skills or the skills that employers say that they are looking for. And in other cases, it might be the case where a candidate is a great fit, but for a variety of reasons, they're just not quite being matched for the job that they would be a great fit for. Okay, so in the situation where someone does find a job that has you know good benefits and maybe is remote and they're qualified for that job, Why aren't those candidates getting a call back? Well, that's kind of the big mystery here, right? In which we get into in this story, because plenty of people out there right now are looking for jobs and are like, what in the world is going on? How can this be so hard? And so it does feel a little bit like our endless quest to make hiring efficient has rendered the process inefficient. Hiring software and platforms like Indeed or LinkedIn or ZipRecruiter have made it easier for employers to list positions and for candidates to send in resumes, right? You can send in a resume with one click. But Mm -hmm. so many resumes are going in that 
recruiters aren't really looking at the resumes. You know, if hundreds or thousands of people are you know doing the one click to apply, you're getting a ton of resumes and they're not being seen. And so what HR departments and businesses have done to sort of mitigate this is that they are using software to scan resumes and try to identify candidates. But the software is not great. It scans resumes for certain keywords and criteria. And if it can't find them, it just says, well, this person must not be a good fit for the job. Or a lot of these job descriptions just have never been updated over the years and just criteria added and added and added and added and nothing is ever subtracted. So like a normal human being is never going to fit all of the criteria. For this story, I spoke to a woman who'd been a legal secretary for 40 years in New York. Um, She obviously knows the job. And all of a sudden, all of these jobs were asking for, say, a college degree, which she doesn't have. But she has 40 years of experience, so she's getting scanned out. There is another example of a former Army Corps of Engineer employee who's applying for a job as a cable technician. And that requires, obviously, hooking up the cable, but also you want to upsell people on cable packages. It's also a sales job. Maybe that person has the technical skills, but not the sales experience. And so, again, the robot is like, well, we want customer service, therefore not this person. And so we've relied more and more heavily on AI applications, and it's become just a lot less likely that anyone is going to be seen by a human in their job search. Right. And the human's the one who could say, actually, she'd make a really good salesperson in addition to being a former Army Corps of Engineers engineer. Exactly. And you feel like you're sending your resume into a black box. According to Glassdoor, the average number of applications for a job at a publicly traded company was 250. And just 2% of those or five people actually, you know, get called in to have an interview with a real human. So how do you get your resume to the human and past the robot who's mostly reading it? Well, there's no one surefire answer, I will say, given that 2% of resumes are being seen. There are a lot of people who are disheartened out there, and maybe it's not the moment to be disheartened because you are not alone in not being seen. Aw. Well, it is hard. Um, But there are some things that you can do. So you should really make sure that your resume and your cover letter and your application match the job description. And so to some extent, that means using some of the same phrasing as the listing, even if it can feel a little bit cheap because you're kind of talking like a robot. But basically, talk to the robot a little bit like a robot. Got it. Be a robot. Yeah. Well, ish. Because I did talk to one person (laughs) for this story who said, you know, you don't want to trick the robot. You don't want to stick in all of these keywords to get to an HR department. And then the person in HR looks at your resume and is like, what the heck? This person is not at all a good fit. And you get yourself blacklisted. So be a little bit careful. Be a robot, but not a lying robot. Exactly. Right. And Scan LinkedIn to see what skills and certifications people in that job that you're looking at have, so that way you know that you have them. Or if you don't have them, try to acquire them. Or if you're never going to have them, don't apply for that job. Like, it takes time to write a cover letter and all that stuff. Don't waste your time. Exactly. Um, Don't leave unexplained gaps in your resume. Even if you took a year off to write a novel or to travel or whatever, like, Tell employers that's what happened because otherwise they're going to have questions. It's going to look worse than whatever they think you're doing. Exactly. And be fast. One career coach that I talked to said, listen, if you're not one of the first 20 people to apply on LinkedIn, like 
don't bother. They're probably not going to see you. No, I don't know if that's a hard and fast rule, but but you want to be fast because a lot of the time, again, if there are hundreds of resumes coming in, at some point the recruiter is just going to stop looking. And what about employers? You know, they're part of the problem here and they also clearly need to hire people. Uh, What changes need to happen on their end to make it so that there's not this great mismatch? So they should work on the robots, basically, update and fix the criteria that their artificial intelligence is using. Um, Take a look at the job description. Are you asking for skills that you do not need for this job? And there might be a moment where employers need to be a little bit creative and relax some requirements, like Does this job actually necessitate a college degree? Does this person who has a bunch of other skills but maybe has never done customer service, might they be a good fit even if they're missing, you know, 10% of what you need for a role? I think it's kind of goes both ways, right? You can hire someone who hits seven out of your 10 criteria instead of 10 out of 10. And and for workers too, there is a moment where you should probably think about what are the three or four things that I need and maybe not the list of 20 things as you search for your job as well. Thank you so much for joining us, Emily. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to Recode Daily. My name is Ronnie Mola. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and mixed by Paul Robert Mounsey. Have you had a rough time finding a job? Send us an email at recodedaily at recode.net. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.